What is love? Besides God, of course. <laughs> it's a much talked of thing. Much thought about, much needed, much written and spoken. And much written and spoken about for such a small word. It's something I'm never quite sure that I know what it is. I think at first it's easy to think love is a feeling. And I think it is at a certain level. After, you know, feeling, after you, that, that, those, those just pounding, you know, heart pounding moments when you care for someone so much, it almost hurts. And then you realize, you know, that love is not, is not just a feeling at a higher level. It's a verb. It's an action. Because you'll find that no matter how kind or wonderful or of a person you are, you don't feel the love feeling all the time. And there's a love action to love someone, to care for them, to be with them, to do something compassionate or empathetic. But that there's another, there's higher versions of love than the verb of love. The feeling of love, the emotion of love, and the verb of love. There is the state of love. Which isn't lovey-dovey, in a sense. All of those lovey-dovey romance, that's all human interpretations. That's all the emotions, you know, or maybe verbs at high level. But the state of love, the best way to describe it, I think, is withness. When you're with something or someone you love, you're just with it. You're not above it and you're not... You, you, are it you're almost like a shadow of it an echo of it there's no judgment there's just existence and i think that is god in the end that is god it is a love force but the state of love it loves all things it loves the universe into existence in that sense Matter itself is love material. That second shadow of a thing just ringing out. Impossible to feel, impossible to talk to. You can translate into all these lesser mediums. You can write pages on love. You can feel all these incredible feelings. You can act so compassionately. But in the end, love just is unconquerable. You can't force it. You can't move it. You can't will it. You can't coerce it. You can't speak with it. You can't think about it. It's just there as a pounding, driving force. It loves you as you grow old. It loves you when you're happy. It loves you when you're sad. It loves you as you die horribly. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a positive force. It's just a force. It is like gravity. Love. Withness to be with someone, to be connected, to just be with something, to be that thing, 
to love it so much a new thing comes into existence. That's the love state. And to love yourself is just to be there with yourself as like a second shadow of yourself, to watch yourself talk and watch yourself think. And I don't know whether you are the body, the thoughts and the ego, that is all the body. And that's the, that all dies. There's no getting around that, I'm afraid, folks. <laughs> you, that, that, that stuff ends. Love force is the only thing that doesn't. The is God. Divine love. Just pounding with energy. No goal, no motivation, no personality, no big bearded man up in the sky writing lists of naughty and nice like some divine Santa that most, that some people believe in, which I'm not knocking. We all need to start somewhere. But mother love is there too. Just a, this thunderous heart beating in the background shadow just seconding everything just right behind it just being it being with everything the love force is with you now that awareness the reason you experience these things instead of just something happening you know you can feel there can be senses without experience Someone could just live their life without you being aware of it. That's how you perceive other people. That's how you perceive your phone. That's how you perceive your clothing, books, trees, earth, and stone around you. This little part of the love force is aware of you. The awareness is you at its coarsest sense. Ego gets a little confused and thinks it's all this shit, which in fairness, it's pretty complex. So you can't get too mad at it for thinking it's the, the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, where would sliced bread be without the ego in the first place? But I think that's a whole nother podcast. It's a great title though already. The History of Egos and Sliced Bread. <laughs> Taylor made. I got that one in the bank. There we go. <laughs> that's what I'll call this one maybe. I don't know. But... um. That is, you know, the ego gets distracted. And again, fair play, you know. I mean, there's a beautiful world and so many senses and experiences to get caught up in. The ego isn't evil. Evil doesn't exist. Terrible things happen from human perspectives. But I mean, zoom out to the universe. And I'm not condoning terrible things that happen. Terrible things happen. And they are evil but only from a human perspective. As I happen to be human, <laughs> it's pretty relevant to me, but not so much to a galaxy or a mountain. Do trees know evil and good? I wouldn't think so. That's human shit. We bring that to the table. Bring a lot of other great things to the table. Trees don't play music. At least, not any music we can hear. 
They're just love. And here's the final little trick. The masterful moment at the end of the performance when you think you've got it all figured out. The ego and evil and good, that's all still love. That's all still existence. A thought still exists. A thought is, in a sense, just as real as stone and iron and blood. All of those things exist, and they are the love force expressing itself, and so are your thoughts and your hatred. Your emotions are chemicals pumping through you. Your hatred, your compassion, your jealousy, your envy, that's all love at a high, the highest level. The universe vibrating, singing to itself in pure joy. You can tap into that a little bit. But you have to just love everything. Not in a loving feeling. Not in a loving verb. Be with things. The next thought you feel. The next words you say. The next breath you take, just watch it all and love it. Love it so quietly. It's the only way to happiness. The only way to happiness is to stop trying to be happy. The only way to peace is stop trying to be peaceful. The only way to love is stop trying to love. Stop trying everything. And what needs to happen will happen. And guess what? Even if you try, what needs to happen will happen. Because you needed to try. <laughs> the mindfuck goes on eternally. You can play these games over and over. The ego gets stuck. That's why paradoxes exist. Paradoxes exist to spin the ego around to get it all confused. What do you mean? So I can't, you know, so the, the ego distracts from love, but it is love, but it doesn't feel like love. So to be loved, I have to stop trying to love. How do I do that? Well, with love. And the ego just self-destructs and then you're there in the moment. You can't win with thoughts, not in the end. You can't reason out you can't reason out God, write him down in four letters or more. Just give it up. Just give in. Resign. Stop trying to live. Stop trying to be happy. Or in a sense, let yourself try. Let yourself do foolish and dumb and stupid things that you know are bad for you and everyone else. The only way is through love and acceptance. The only way. And that's the ultimate surrender when you realize not only do you not have the choice to control anything in your life? 
You can try and try to find peace or master your happiness as much as you want, but it will run away because you're trying. Here's the final note, the final death knell to the pursuits of the ego. You can't even choose when to stop trying. You can't choose when to start loving. You, right now, can't choose to listen to my words or not. You can't choose to be happy. You can't choose to try to be happy. You can't choose to stop trying to be happy. You can't choose. All you can do is surrender. And you can't even do that. So love. But how? Just love. Just love. Just love. Just love. Just love.